Welcome to Torat Imecha, Nach Yomi, with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Norma Mintz, and today we will be studying Micha Perik Bet, the second Perik. Yesterday we learned Perik Aleph. In the first Perik of Micha, we were introduced to the Navi, who would serve as a herald to the people of Yehuda and Israel during critical times in their history. He then spoke somberly to both kingdoms, first to Israel and then to Yehuda describing the punishments that Hashem has in store for them as a result of their straying from Hashem's ways. As Micha often does, he uses language that is poetic to evoke the serious emotion of the prophecy, and he also uses many animal-based images to symbolize the tragedies befalling his people. In Perik Bet, Micha opens with a surprising rebuke. Hoi choshvei aven ufoalei ra al mishkabotam. Ah, those who plan their iniquity and design evil on their beds. Micha criticizes the people as they are so subsumed by their evil that it overtakes them all the time, describing them as lying in their beds, planning their sinful ways. The pasuk continues, When morning dawns, they do it, for they have the power in their hands to do so. The plotting of the opening of the Pasuk is so terrible, of course, because it results in evil action. Micha's language, Kiyesh el Yadam, explaining that they have the power in their hands to carry out their schemes, alludes to the Lashon of Lavan, speaking to Yaakov so many years before. There, in Bereshit Perak 31, Lavan asserts his power, stating that he could have chosen to hurt Yaakov, as he says to him, I have the power to inflict harm on you. So how far have we fallen when we are represented by Lavan's language? So what kind of evil are we speaking about here? Pasukbet makes clear that the Navi is bemoaning the presence of chemda, the longing or lusting for that which belongs to others, and gezel, thievery. The Pasuk also speaks of the sin of Esek, which the Radak understands to be the oppression of others for the purpose of acquiring their belongings. People would beat and hold others captive to satiate their own greed. Ibn Ezra instead understands that it to be an action of defrauding others for their property. But in either event, we characterize the people as greedy and crooked in their values. Accordingly, Hashem will punish the people midah keneged midah, measure for measure, as Micha goes on to explain. Just as the people plan their evil, in Pasuk Gimel we are told, that Hashem is designing, I'm sorry, devising evil against this quote-unquote family, these evildoers, so that they will be ashamed. They will not be able to extricate themselves or walk direct. Micha then goes on to describe this punishment poetically, calling it a mashal in Pasuk Dalid. But while a mashal is often translated as a parable, here it seems to be more like a kina, a lamentation, using alliteration to create rhythm and cadence. Bayom hahu yisa alechem mashal, benaha nehi nehiya, amor shedod neshudodu, I'm sorry, amor shedod neshadunu, chelak ami yamir, while the poetry is largely lost in translation, the Pasuk states, In that day, one shall recite a poem about you, and utter a bitter lament, and shall say, 
My people's portion changes hands, how it slips away from me. Our field is allotted to a rebel. We are utterly ravaged. In another example of midah keneged midah, the people so obsessed with property will lose their own. As such, in the following pasuk, Ibn Ezra understands the words to convey a similar message. Lachen, lo Hashem. Truly, none of you shall cast a surveyor's line for property in the assembly of the Lord. Ibn Ezra states that since they crookedly stole from others' homes and fields, that when the time comes for the nation to return, these people will have no living descendants to reclaim what was not rightfully theirs. The Radak actually understands these two psukim differently, explaining that those lamenting are the false prophets who had shared comforting words rather than the rebuke that the true prophets delivered to the people. According to this understanding, the false prophets are those who will not receive property in the future, since it was the fault of their counsel that led to the loss of our land. In Pasuk Vav, or 6, we find a strange command. Al tatifu yatifun, lo yatifu le'ila lo yisag chlamot. Stop preaching, they preach. That's no way to preach. Shall not, um, shame shall not overtake us. Even Ezra and Adak both argue that it is the people here who are insisting the Nevi'im stop sharing their message as they do not wish to hear it. Rashi gives a different and somewhat difficult interpretation of this pasuk, explaining that this pasuk is micha, telling other prophets of his same time not to prophesy to the people, as the people will not listen to them, and they will only shame and scorn the Nevi'im. It is hard to understand how we can advise Nevi'im not to warn B'nai Israel of the terrible tidings to come, but Rashi grounds his understanding in a pasuk in Mishlei. Al tochach letz, do not rebuke the fool. There is an understanding that it is only productive to try to correct the ways of one who was willing to receive such advice, and Rashi asserts that this pasuk assumes that this is not the case in this time. In the next pasuk, Rashi understands that Micha expresses upset that Bnei Yisrael would only hear such nebuot and conclude that Hashem is simply an unreasonably angry and short-tempered punisher without recognizing God's mercy and the true goodness he affords to those who follow in the correct path. In Psukim 8 through 10, the text enumerates some of the sins that put Bnei Yisrael in such a perilous state, where they are so far from God's good graces. The people of Bnei Yisrael had turned against one another, and a number of the Mepharshim understand Pasuk 8 to describe their stealing garments from one another, representative of their greed and corruption, and leaving them as penniless as those returning from war, as the Malbim describes. Moshe Zedel in Dat Mikra understands the garments listed to specifically be those of a Navi. So he believes the sin described is the removal of these garments from Navi, or the metaphorical silencing of the Nevi'im, along the lines of Ibn Ezra and Radak in the prior Psukim. Pasuk Tet, or 9, describes the breakdown of homes, with wives forcibly separated from their husbands, either because the wicked have murdered their husbands, or the husbands have become so impoverished by others' mistreatments that they cannot be with their wives, as Rashi understands it, or because women are taken and raped in order to extract repayment for their family's debts, as the Malbim explains. Pasuk Yod 10 concludes that as a result of the sinful environment, Bnei Israel can no longer remain in the land. In Pasuk 11, Micha sadly reflects on an Avi that would be better received than he. Lu ish holech ruach v'sheker kizev atif lecha le'yayin u'lasechar 
If a man were to go about uttering windy, windy, baseless falsehoods, quote, I'll preach to you in favor of wine and liquor, end quote, he would be a preacher acceptable to that people. Rashi actually takes it one step further, understanding the Navi to be preaching that the people should drink in the Epicurean sense of espousing the philosophy of eat, drink, and be merry, encouraging the people that all is well and that they should not worry about consequences. The final two psukim are understood in very different ways by the various commentators. Radak understands them to be a continuation of Hashem's promised punishments, with Bnei Israel ultimately shepherded as, as flocks to be brought to the slaughter. The Malbim understands the psukim to be further examples of the false hope that the Nevi'e Sheker irresponsibly promised to the people. I would like to focus on the understanding of Rashi, who feels the parak does not conclude with despair. Instead, the final two psukim project hope for better days and a happier future. Here and elsewhere in Sefer Micha, the Navi speaks of the She'irit, the remnant of the nation that will arise following the necessary punishment. In speaking of the She'irit, Micha tells the nation that this is not the end of the story of Bnei Israel, that following a difficult period, there will be a new beginning, when once again Hashem will be our shepherd and will protect us. The words of Pasuk 11 read, Yachad asimenu kitson batsra. I will bring them together as sheep in a protected space. This may also be alluding to a newly unified future for the people of Bnei Israel. When we, will not, when we will no longer live with the divisions of Mahu Israel and Mahu Yehuda, the two distinct kingdoms, but we will once again live together as one nation. In the final Pasuk, we end with the ultimate message of hope. Allah haporetz livnehem partsu v'yavru sha'ar v'yatsu bo v'yavur malkam livnehem v'hashem b'rosham The one who breaks forth goes before them. They will break forth and pass through the gate and go out through it. Their king marches before them with Hashem at their head. The Pasuk references a poretz, one who will break forth, leading the people. Some of Farshim identify this poretz as Mashiach. Some say it may be Eliyahu, heralding the coming of Mashiach. The language of poretz is reminiscent of the name Peretz, the son of Yehudan Tamar perhaps hinting at the connection to the house of David HaMelech. Here, the parak ends with an image of the nation, once again numerous and strong and being guided by a strong leader. And who stands at the head of this group? Finally, it is Hashem himself who stands before them and with them. Today, we learn the second parak of Micha, in which the Navi shifts his focus from the pagan practice of the people that were more the focus in the first parak, and here he speaks of the ways that Bnei Israel sinned bin Adam l'chavero, interpersonally. Micha also lambasts the false prophets of his time who led his people astray. But in the end, according to Rashi's interpretation, Micha speaks to the She'irit, the remnant of Bnei Israel that will emerge following Hashem's necessary punishments, giving them comfort and hope for a better future. Thank you for studying together the Eloi Nishmat Riva Schwab, Rivka, Bat Alexander Sender.